This is Frontrunner, the weekly grain marketing update from Frontier Agriculture. Hello, you're listening to Frontrunner, and I'm Sophie Whiteman, a farm trader working with Frontier's Western sales team. As always, our market update has been written by experts across the business. Before we begin, a word on grain sampling during this harvest period. Self-sampling your grain is the best way to get a sound understanding of what is in your store and therefore how best to market it. Taking incremental samples from each load as it comes into your store or off the dryer is the safest, most efficient and accurate method. This helps to form representative samples which our sampling teams can then collect and take for analysis. Once grain sample results become available, They can be accessed via our online platform, MyFarm, which is free to all Frontier customers. In it, users can also view live global prices, market reports, exchange rates and commodity pricing directly relevant to their farm, with options to set alerts and sell grain all in one place. More information and guidance on safe self-sampling can be found at www.frontierag.co.uk slash grain sampling, while links to more information about my farm are included in the description notes for this episode. Let's get started with this week's report. Wheat Markets Today's wheat update has been written by Head of Grain Pool Marketing, Simon Ingle. Simon notes that this week, the United States Department of Agriculture published its July World Agricultural Supply and Demand Estimates report. It added weight and area to both US wheat and corn crops. The increasing supply of these crops triggered a wave of selling and futures prices went back down to early June levels. U.S. wheat and corn markets have struggled for traction since the United States Department of Agriculture released its stocks and acreage report at the end of June. This report surprised many with a 2.2 million acre jump from previous estimates for corn acres planted by U.S. farmers. The expected harvest area is up 2.2 million acres, but this week the United States Department of Agriculture put corn yields at a surprising 177.5 bushels per acre. This is a 4.2 bushels per acre up on last year, despite crop ratings being currently at 55% rated good to excellent. Last year, ratings were higher at 64% rated good to excellent. Beneficial rain leaves an optimistic view that the crops will continue to improve. For US wheat, the harvested area is seen 600,000 acres higher than last month, up to a total of 37.7 million acres. Yields are also up 1.2 bushels per acre to a total of 46.1 bushels per acre. Although yield is still down on last year, the overall US wheat crop has seen 2 million tonnes higher than last month at 47.33 million tonnes and stocks are up 900,000 tonnes to 16.12 million tonnes. Chicago Board of Trade wheat futures fell around 4% after the report, despite a bullish set of data for the world wheat balance sheet. Cuts from last month's figures across several areas offset the U.S. wheat production increases. Argentina is down 2 million tonnes to 17.5 million tonnes. Canada is down 2 million tonnes to 35 million tonnes. And the EU is down 2.5 million tonnes. All this leaves overall world output 3.5 million tonnes down from the previous report. 
Stocks are almost 4 million tonnes down, and world stocks 2.8 million tonnes down on the year. Early cut EU wheat yields and quality paint a mixed picture. Analysts and official bodies see the 2023 EU wheat production potential lower than previous estimates. This week, analyst group Strategy Grains cut 2.5 million tonnes from its previous estimate, taking the crop down to 126.17 million tonnes, which is now just 1.1 million tonnes up on last year. This will leave a less burdensome stock and a more realistic export target of 30.1 million tonnes, which is 1.3 million tonnes below what it was achieved during the 2022-2023 season. It is worth bearing in mind that the 2022-2023 production volumes were realised with the benefit of a fully functioning Black Sea export corridor for Ukrainian supplies, as well as a record wheat export programme for Russia, around 46 million tonnes. With the current extension to the deal due to end on the 17th of July, it will become apparent whether Russia will see through its threats to withdraw from the deal. The nearby UK wheat market continues to be weighed down by substantial old crop supplies and remains heavily discount to forward prices. A lack of any tangible spot export demand means those with smaller volume consumer demand have been able to take advantage of the cheap wheat currently available. Despite this, farmer selling has slowed. The UK old crop wheat carryover could be as much as 1 million tonnes in excess of what domestic consumers will need from now until new crop arrives. However, given the inclement weather patterns across the country, the start of the 2023 wheat harvest could well be delayed beyond expectations and provide some old crop selling opportunities. The United States Department of Agriculture made small revisions to its UK 2023 balance sheet and cut production by 200,000 tonnes to a new total of 15.5 million tonnes. However, it also estimated that UK 2023-2024 wheat exports will reach 1.9 million tonnes, but that may prove optimistic without seeing any strong demand for UK wheat. This demand could, in due course, come from Spain, where prolonged heat has cut the country's domestic grain output and increased its import needs. However, Ukrainian supplies are currently flooding the Spanish market. Strategy Grains has a less upbeat UK wheat production number at 15.17 million tonnes, which leaves a lighter balance sheet. Barley Markets Today's barley update has been written by grain trader Jack Logan, who works with the grain trading team in Bedfordshire. Jack states that this week, the winter barley harvest started in many parts of England. Progress has been sporadic, with showers of rain slowing down any significant progress. Early yields look positive on feed barley and bushel weights close to the 63 to 65 kg average. Given the showers we have seen, moisture levels are higher compared to last year's exceptionally dry harvest. More rain is forecast into the weekend, so we don't expect to see much more harvest progress until early next week. The UK has connected on a small volume of export trade this week, but overall demand remains limited. UK values remain too high to connect on any export trade to the Spanish markets, which continues to source imports from cheaper origins, notably from Brazilian corn. There has been some domestic purchasing with compounders and trade shorts looking to cover positions for October onwards with feed barley's discount to wheat at 20 to 21 pounds per tonne. With a lack of harvest export demand, farm values are heavily discounted for this position compared to forward prices. Oilseeds Markets 
Today's Oilseed Rape Update has been written by Oilseed Product Head James Needham, who works with the grain trading team in Lincolnshire. James notes that this week UK rapeseed prices have seen gains of over £25 per tonne as global weather cast doubt over oilseed production figures. In the US, widespread drought has resulted in some of the worst soybean crop conditions at this point in the season for over a decade. In Canada, similar conditions are prompting recent memories of the 21 to 22 crop year, where final Canadian production yielded around 35% less than initial expectations. Normally at this time of year, the European rapeseed harvest would add some pressure to the markets as harvest sellers look to move and price their produce. However, due to European rapeseed's relative discounts to both soybeans and Canadian canola, it is making it impossible for the market to ignore the difficulties within the North American oilseed crops as previously mentioned. The trade also had a United States Department of Agriculture World Agricultural Supply and Demand Estimates report to digest this week, which interestingly kept US soybean yields at the same level as last month's report and reduced EU rapeseed production to 20.2 million tonnes. Initially, markets reacted negatively to this information, particularly in soybeans where the trade expected yield cuts. However, preceding trading sessions shrugged this off and recorded gains to wipe out the immediate reaction to the report. As for the UK harvest, there is very little to report so far, with most activity looking to get started around the 19th of July. Patchy rains look set to cause challenges, but otherwise there is a generally positive feeling about yield potential for remaining crops. Pulses Markets Today's Pulses update has been written by Harry Bulmer, who is a trainee grain trader working in Lincolnshire. Harry says, with old crop trade almost concluded, and with business being few and far between, the market is anticipating new crop harvest. We're due to see some of the earliest bean crops in three weeks' time, and there's an increase in confidence that volume will be seen in the second half of August. Generally, the crop is looking well, and we don't expect any major surprises this year. The weather has been milder and a little wetter than usual, but we should start to see more sunshine and dry conditions as we approach the end of July and head into August. These conditions will help crop development. UK and European demand for feed is expected to continue to increase, as it did this season, which means the market will be dominated by animal feed trade. Human consumption trade will be affected by Egypt's continued foreign exchange shortage, coupled with uncertainty around the quality of the UK bean crop. There has been little change on the peas market, but there has been an interesting development in the China and Russia pea agreement. Chinese buyers are looking to do more business with Russian sellers, which could leave a large Canadian crop looking for a new home. However, we don't expect this to have an immediate impact on the domestic and EU market, as there still isn't a significant volume traded between the two countries as they struggle to iron out the trade barriers. However, this is a trend shift to be aware of going into the future. Domestically, it is estimated that there will be less peas harvested overall, but if estimates are accurate, there may be an increase in yellow peas this year. Fertiliser Markets Today's fertiliser update has been written by Kerry Bootyman, who is our fertiliser commercial lead in the South. Kerry mentions urea markets continue to gradually creep up as tonnage is released by North African producers for August movement. India is waiting in the wings to issue another tender, although some reports suggest this might be put on hold for a few weeks. 
Nitrogen supply in Europe continues to cause concern due to the fluctuations in natural gas markets, which subsequently affect producer confidence on price stability for both spot and forward months. This makes it difficult to contend with UK domestic production, particularly with the current January-February 2024 offer from CF Fertilisers. Tank fill terms for UAN remain available in the UK marketplace. These terms offer growers the opportunity to fill on-farm storage in the coming months, with a full portfolio of nitrogen and nitrogen sulfur grades available to suit planned cropping. However, it must be noted that due to significant uptake of these offers in recent weeks, volumes for summer delivery are now very limited. As winter barley harvest progresses across the country, product required for oilseed rape establishment in the coming weeks is available in either bulk or IBCs. A full range of nitrogen phosphate clear solution compound grades are offered depending on levels of nutrient required. Please speak to your Frontier representative about the full portfolio of products available. The potash market has now stabilised since the reduction in prices a few weeks ago, and the outlook remains stable to firm moving forward. Polysulfate offers for spot delivery remain good value, with the view that the price will increase month by month into autumn. Phosphates are still relatively weak, but appear to have reached the bottom of the market, and any further changes are likely to be minimal and may not happen in time for usage, in particular DAP for oilseed rape establishment. This was Frontrunner for week ending Friday the 14th of July 2023. Thank you to Simon, Jack, James, Harry and Kerry for their insights. We hope you'll join us again next week for another grain market update. If you'd like help with any aspect of your grain marketing, please get in touch with us by visiting our website at www.frontierag.co.uk or if you're a customer, you can speak to your local Frontier contact. Don't forget, all Frontier customers have free access to online grain trading and live 24-hour market pricing through MyFarm. Links to more information as well as to our blog and socials can be found in the description notes for this episode. Thank you for listening.